Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future Brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, Started off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated General Grabber ATX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The Volume. The J-Boy Show is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet all the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. Uh, there's one. Uh, there's many reasons why I like using it. I mean, betting on the NFL, they're America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. But I love the fast payouts. I'm huge on that, and you get it as quick as two hours. That's tough to find and even harder to beat. Uh, and, you know, the convenience of it, you know, that there's a lot going on. There's a lot of games, whether it's live betting, whether it's betting before the games, you know, the spread, are you taking the overs, the unders? They make it unbelievably easy to use. And the boosts, the odds, the specials that they run uh, are unbelievable. You get risk-free bets and same-game parlays. You get enhanced odd markets and a ton more. It's just a win-win for everybody. And if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now and sign up with the promo code JBOY. That's J-B-O-Y. Let them know that I sent you. 21 and older and present in Arizona. Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789 or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Live from the College Football Hall of Fame, welcome to the J-Boy Show on the volume. Presented by FanDuel and hosted by Jake Crane. This is Roman Harper. This is Derek Stingley Jr. This is David Pollock, and you're watching the J-Boy Show. And you're watching the J-Boy Show. And thanks for watching the J-Boy Show. 
All right, we are on a Tuesday live here in the College Football Hall of Fame. We got Thanksgiving this week. It's rivalry week. A lot of stuff going down in the world of college football. We appreciate you guys taking time out of your day to join us. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Uh, Turn on the notifications as well. Check out everything that the volume has to offer. Hit that like button. And remember, in the Booster Club, which is our live chat, which is the greatest uh, grassroots movement since science started, uh, if you throw a super chat in there, donation, your question gets moved to the top. and we're capitalistic society in here. You throw some bread in there, we'll read the question quicker, but we appreciate you guys joining us. Got an unbelievable show today for you guys with some pretty daggum good guests. Got great uh, guests throughout the week. But before we get into football, I want to make an announcement. It's pretty important to me. Wow. If if this is going where I think it's going, this is blasphemy before he even says it. I want to make an announcement, something that I feel very strongly about. I know a lot of people, at least I've seen on social media, feel very strongly about. Yeah. Cranberry sauce is overrated. Mm. It is. That's overrated. How does it feel to wake up? It's overrated. It's the most one of the most overrated (laughs) things of all time. I want to get that out of the way. Not who's going to be the next coach at Florida. Not who's going to be the next coach at LSU. Not should Cincinnati get in. But I think we can all agree. I think we can all come together and agree that cranberry sauce is overrated. And you can miss me with all of it. Wow! I can't believe we started this show with a lazy take. Wow! You know (laughs) what? I can't believe we started this show (laughs) with a lazy. In the words of Mike Wilbong. Will Bong? Will Bong. Mike Will Bong? That's clown, bro. You're clown, bro. Oh, okay. Clown, bro. You you can't even pronounce his name. (laughs) Anyways, let's get to the rundown of the show today. I'm going to start. We're going to talk who's better, Ohio State or Bama. And it's tough. These teams are really close. There's a lot of similarities, I think, into them. We're going to dive down, kind of make a decision right now, as the world stands right now at this point in time, who is the better team, Ohio State or Bama, who could challenge Georgia. That's what it's looking like. Uh, You know, at the end of the day, if Bama can get into the playoff, especially if they lose the SEC championship with two losses, I don't see how it happens. David Watt. Waters from Gators Breakdown is going to join us. We're going to talk about a little movement in the Florida search, uh, his thoughts. We had Chris Dorings yesterday. Dave does a really good job covering Florida. Then we're going to reveal, and this is probably my favorite segment that we do every week, our top 12, the way that we see it, and what a top 12 playoff would look like, the matchups uh, with the system that was proposed earlier. Love looking at these matchups. Yep. Brandon Graham. Former Michigan, Michigan All-American, Super Bowl champ for the Eagles, is going to join us. And him and Cone, if you don't know, David Cone, our co-host, the former Michigan quarterback, they give a little pregame speech to the Michigan players. It got fired up a little bit in here at about 1130 this morning. Yeah. I mean, there were some guys wanting to headbutt some lockers in here. We're going to play punter go. wait. And then an astonishing season so far gambling-wise. Yeah. 229 and 149 Oof. against the spread. Congratulations, We're not taking a bunch of money guys. line bets in here. This isn't a walk in the park over here. So we've got our bets for tonight. You got two Mac games. Declared war on the Mac two weeks ago when they stared us in the eyes Tuesday and looked away. They didn't look away Wednesday. We <laughs> stared them down the whole day. We've been balling on them ever since. So we're going to drop those as well. I think Baby Cone may have a pick uh, as well. Eight and three on the year. Your mm. child. You the, gotta you love made it. him. It's great job by you. Good but, numbers. But first off, I do want to start with this Ohio State and, and Bama conversation. All right, and before we even get into this, I think these teams, like I mentioned earlier, are very similar. The separation between these two teams isn't a lot. I mean, it's, it's minute. Yeah. 
But when you're looking at each one of these teams and you look at Alabama and the SEC and the schedule they've played and Ohio State and the Big Ten and the schedule they've played and coming down the stretch, right now I do think you got to give a little bit of an upper hand to Ohio State because they've shown, at least lately, and both of these teams, in my opinion, have been inconsistent, but Ohio State has been more consistent offensively and defensively here lately. You look at them shutting out Michigan State with the Heisman finalist and Kenneth Walker. We know they've had a lot of success whether it's on the ground, whether it's through play action, explosive plays through the air. But Ohio State put a complete game together. And the argument we've, we've made with Alabama and looking at this Georgia matchup is that Alabama has struggled to put together full games in all three phases. And we can focus on offense and defense, but if we're talking full complementary football here, we have to look at all three phases. But Alabama, how many games can you look at? against teams that had caliber, that, that, that wasn't just a cakewalk for them, that Alabama's put together a solid performance offensively and defensively at the same time. What separates Georgia from both of these teams, and I don't want to lock on Georgia too much, is the elite roster that they have. These are the three best rosters, in my opinion, in college football, but the consistency that Georgia's been able to play with. Uh, the the ability to uh, not get too high, not get too low, but play good, on, good enough on offense and be a lead on defense. And then there's been some games where you've really seen the offense show up. Now, the defense has been about as consistent and held the highest standard the whole year you, you could have, but in order to beat Georgia, you can't just ball on one side of the ball you have to have a great game in all three phases because lest we forget special teams is a huge dictator in field position field position is a huge dictator and it dictates who wins the game most of the time because it gives you the ability to score points but when you look at Ohio State offensively let's compare because remember Ohio State's offense would not play Alabama's offense so we can't sit here and go offense for offense we have to look at the matchup Offense versus defense. So if you look at Ohio State offensively versus Alabama's defense, what are the two strengths? And look, Ohio State's got a bunch of strengths offensively, but the two things that stand out to me when I look at them is their wide receiver room Mm -hmm. and the ability to hit explosive plays at any point on the field, down the field, intermediate, catch the screen and go. And you blend that with an offensive line that is really good in pass protection, does a really good job communicating against the blitz, and a quarterback that has absolutely shredded the blitz. And if you give them an of time makes the right decisions and can make NFL caliber throws. That's Ohio State strength offensively. To me, and you can look at the numbers and get what you want, but when I watch them play as a defensive guy, I almost think about having to defend pass to run as opposed to run to pass. Not that Ohio State can't run the ball and hasn't been effective, but to me, you have to almost play Ohio State the way that you play the Chiefs or some of these teams that can hurt you down the field consistently. You have to keep everything in front. Does that mean you have to play you know, the safety's a little bit deeper, make C.J. Stroud take the intermediate throws, yes. But Ohio State, in my opinion, when you look at it, probably has the best wide receiver group in the country. Alabama's right there next to him. And Jamison Williams is the Ohio State transfer to oh, no. Alabama, which is an unbelievably ironic thing considering the room that they could have yeah. at Ohio State if he didn't leave. Then you look at them versus Alabama's defense. We know how talented Will Anderson is. But Alabama against you know, legitimate competition, we've seen them struggle to stop the run. I think Ohio State would have a little success running the ball against Alabama. I'm not sold on Christian Harris on the inside. I'm not sold on Henry Toato on the inside. And if you give Ohio State the ability to have success running, that play-action game, that passing game, is 10 times as lethal. So when I look at Ohio State matching up against Alabama's defense, I think Ohio State could score a decent amount of points. Then you look on the flip side. 
and you say, okay, Alabama's offense versus Ohio State's defense. I don't think Ohio State's defense slows down Alabama's offense. They had to change their uh, philosophy early in the year. They had to get out of man. Not only because they were struggling to cover people consistently in man, it wasn't a ton of communication issues, but if you give up a big run in man, it's a lot different than giving up a big run in zone because everybody's backs are turned. So you saw Ohio State starting to go to a little more zone coverage, which helps not only in the pass if you struggle with man, but against the run. It kind of gives you more angles. It puts people closer uh, to where the ball carrier is when it hits in certain spots because your eyes aren't turned, your back's not turned, and you're not chasing somebody all across the field. Now, when you look at Ohio State, are they an elite defense? No. Alabama, in my opinion, would not have a problem running the ball or passing. So when I look at a game, if you were to take Alabama and Ohio State and have them play together on a neutral field, healthy as they are right now, you're ready to roll. This is a shootout game mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. It is a shootout game. I, I, I will say right now, oh, I would put Ohio State a little bit ahead of Alabama just because of the consistency that I've seen uh on the uh, you know as a program as an offense and a defense and a special teams the last couple weeks but let's not make the mistake and say that Ohio State's been consistent because they haven't I mean they struggled with Nebraska you can you can look they've gone like this you know now they've been a lot better since Oregon but they've really gone up and down and when you have a young quarterback that tends to happen but it seems to me that they've figured it out but if these two teams played on a neutral site guys I'm telling you right now to me this is a 55-48 game it's a yeah, pick take them, the over it's a pick them you know, I mean, it's a pick 'em game, and, and I mean, really, with these young quarterbacks, like we're talking, I mean, two young quarterbacks, you shouldn't be surprised that you're having inconsistencies this yeah. season, right? Mm-hmm. And I get Alabama fans who come up to me and say, "Well, we're just not good this year." I'm like, "No, you are still really, really good. It's the year after you were undefeated and you were national champions." You know, I mean, yeah. this is how normal things work out, but they're clearly the second and third best teams in the country, right? Yeah. And the margin is so tight between them that I don't think you could even call it unless they were to play each other. I, I agree. I, these teams are very similar to me. So close. So they, they close. are very similar. And and but you know people will say and, and Blaine, I'll let you go here in a second. But okay. they, they'll ask, mm-hmm. all right, Alabama or Ohio State, who is a better matchup against Georgia? Mm-hmm. To me, I mean that's tough to call too because yeah. look, and, and I'm continue to say this, and I think this is pretty obvious. The ability for you to go eight to ten to twelve plays against Georgia consistently and score down the field touchdowns—I'm not talking about field goals—isn't very good. But both Ohio State and Alabama have the capability to hit the home run from any spot on the field. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud extending a play, whether it's J.M.O. catching one, Mechie catching one, uh, whether it's Alave catching one, they can—they can quick strike you, and that's the only way that you're going to be able to, to get Georgia into the fourth quarter with the way that Georgia's mm-hmm. played. So if you ask me to make a call on that, you know, we'll get to watch Bama pro- uh, play. Georgia here in the SEC championship here in a couple weeks but man that's a tough one to call because both teams are very similar yeah you know usually the the difference I would think that came down in this game would be the Bama defense up front Mm -hmm. getting being able to get to CJ Stroud with four or five guys get off man-on-man blocks but do you see the difference in that Bama team this year where you really don't see that up front Will Anderson may be late but in this game you can double Will Anderson this year and not freak out about everything else around him so in my opinion with this Ohio State team you you got to pick your poison. What are you going to stop? Right? You're going to let CJ Stroud beat you through the air. You're going to mm-hmm. stop the run because when they struggle with Nebraska, they didn't run the ball as good yep. as they usually do. That I believe they had 92 yards. All right. So to me, you know, you have to pick your poison in this game. And Alabama, the entire year in the back end, has not been what Bama is. They've the communication. They've, they've been looked off. confused yeah. all year. And you play an Ohio State team like this with veteran receivers, mm-hmm. with CJ Stroud getting better. Every week, and the, these two teams trending. You look at Alabama this entire year; they haven't been trending up. 
They haven't been trending up. Yeah. They've had home games. They almost blew against LSU. They almost blew against Arkansas. And they, you see the same Alabama team every week. Good on offense, right? Bryce is getting better and better, but that defense is confused, confused, confused. And when you play Ohio State team yeah. like this, there's no getting confused well, and be able well, to come well, back. The, the thing is, like, Ohio State has the athletes that when they play against Bama – it's about as even as you're going to see. Yep. Like, like this isn't a, well, you know, we have better players than you, so we get away with this and we can yes. get away with this. You don't get away with those mm-hmm. same things when you're playing against the Olaves and guys like that. They can make you pay because a lot of them are as good as you are. And when yeah. that happens, those small details, that we talk about football is a game of inches, right? It truly is a game of inches when you have teams that there's not a ton of separation in athleticism. But, Blaine, you know, back to your point about rushing the passer and, and Alabama being able to to do that in the past you it's just like having like last year Alabama receiver who you gonna double mm-hmm. you can double Devontae and leave Waddle open you know you can double Mechie and leave Devontae open you, you go down the list it's like it, now now up front or typically in the past with Bama you haven't been able to say all right well we've got a game plan for this guy but if we leave this guy soloed up he's gonna kill us as bad as this other guy would yeah. this year you say we take Will Anderson out of it yeah and we'll let the rest ride. We think we can get away yeah, with it. because like you say, you can always game plan for one guy, right? Yes. I think what surprised me so much about this Alabama team is they haven't been able to figure out how to get the offense and the defense to click That's in the, the same game other than maybe Ole Miss, right? Yeah. They really figured it out against Ole Miss, mm-hmm. but other than that, they haven't, whereas the inconsistency with Ohio State was happening more early in the season, and they have been able to get both sides of the ball clicking at least in some games, and this past weekend yeah. was a testament yeah. I, to just how good they could be. And, and they looked great against Michigan State. Now, look, Michigan State got down in a hole really quickly yeah. and started having to try and throw themselves out of it, which that's not their bag with Kenneth Walker when you watch Michigan well, State. I'm, I'm really interested in this matchup with Michigan because you got Aiden Hutchinson on the mm-hmm. end. Dave, David Ajobu, number 10, who also yeah, plays Michigan in that gets the quarterback. with some guys. Right, so I'm really interested in this Michigan game to see what this Ohio State front can do against Aiden Hutchinson and David Ajobu and, look, and these guys because one of them, if one of them can get home consistent or can conceal the pocket, Pocket, right and make CJ really move through the pocket. This kid's a freshman now. Let's yeah. not forget it. This kid's a freshman. It's a big game, and, and this is a big game. And they don't really see the D line in and out every week like you're going to see with the Bama and Georgia. But this Michigan D line, mm-hmm. this Michigan front seven with Aiden Hutchinson and a Jobu number ten are NFL football players. Yeah. Well, look, don't fall for the trap of watching how bad Ohio State just beat Michigan State last week and think they're going to roll into the big house and Michigan's going to lay down like that. Mm-hmm. To me, this game's a little bit different. I do think Ohio State is the better team and they'll win the game eventually. But, you know, Michigan is as confident as they've been in a while. Uh, and, you know, Harbaugh, we know. I'm going to let you talk about this a little bit later. But don't think that they're going to roll in there and beat Michigan 56-7. to But like if this. you're a Michigan fan, you need to understand, or a Michigan player, you need to understand that they could. Oh, they could. Yeah, for sure. yeah, they they could. absolutely could. And the second that you think they can't do that to you, they will do that Well, here's you. what you have to do. If Michigan gets up, if Michigan gets up 7-0, because if you watch early in that game, it, it was over after the fourth possession of that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it, it was like they were playing in you know an FCS team or a low-level team. If Michigan gets up, they cannot relax at all. You have got to – You, I would never feel comfortable. I don't care if we're up 21. I would never feel comfortable with the athletes that Ohio State has on the outside. Yep. But back to Blaine's point, making C.J. Stroud have to move off the launch point, making C.J. Stroud have to get to the second and the third progression, and then putting game pressure on C.J. Stroud. He had no game no. pressure last week. Now, early, you could say, mm-hmm. when it was, it was closer. Mm-hmm. But guys were wide open. There was nobody even getting close to him. 
I mean, it was like a seven-on-seven practice for him. But you put game pressure on him going into the fourth quarter, let that game be close. Then you're going to find out that's when you start seeing the Aiden Hutchinsons. Mm -hmm. That's when you start seeing the Njobus. That's when you start seeing those guys up front lean on him a little bit. But if Ohio State's offensive line continues to protect C.J. Stroud like they do, Michigan State or Michigan in the back end is better than Michigan State. But that's not saying a lot. And I don't care how good you are in the back end, if you don't get to the quarterback at this level against these athletes, you're going to get torched like the opening of the Olympics, dog. You know, back to the Alabama front, uh, what we were talking about is, remember when we said when they lost by two at Florida, we were saying, man, that's the worst thing that could happen for the rest of the SEC because that's going to, Saban's going to use that and get them fired up, right? Then we said the same thing about when LSU was able to keep it close with them. Now Arkansas has been able to keep it close with them. What I want to know from you is, do you think that um, they, if they were to make the playoff, that they would get exposed without being able to put complimentary football in the field? Or do you think that with Coach Saban, what he always does and the staff that he puts together, that that sort of the playoff would be their coming out party, being able to finally get it all figured out for complimentary football. Well, what's the one thing that Nick Saban would have leading into the playoff that you don't really have during the regular season? You'd have a little more time, mm. you know. And and look, this far in the year, you pretty much know who you are. Yes, as a team. Like, there's not a huge learning gap that you're going to see go from, you know, game 10 to game 11. But what you hope is that you see it click one time and then they're able to do it the rest of the year. It's, a, it's Most people to me are visual learners. They have to see it. Like, I can talk about it. We can sit in meetings and say, guys, we're not playing complimentary football. Mm -hmm. The defense isn't matching the offense. I can sit here and say it and say it. But it's different between me sitting here and saying it in a meeting, me sitting here and screaming it in practice, me sitting here and talking about it during the pregame meal right before the devotional, and then it actually going on on the field out there. Then you turn on the tape, show the players, and say, this is what I mean. See, we're capable of doing it. Ohio State has seen on the field – Oh, hell, like we, we can do it. We're capable of doing it. This is what it looks like. This is what it feels like. Let's recreate it. Bama still hasn't hasn't had that click yet. And if it does, and if it clicks going into the playoff, or it clicks and they go look totally different and way more consistent than Georgia, then you start to worry. But right now, I'm just a firm believer in this late in the year, if a team has shown you who they are, you need to believe them. I got you. Mm-hmm. What's the Booster Club saying, Blaine, before we get David Wise? Oh, we have a $5 Uh-oh. donation. Hit the button, dog. From the DGD podcast. D-G. Welcome back, buddy. D-G. And we actually talked about this earlier, and he says, Bauer's not a Mackey Award finalist? I call BS. Here we go. This is what I don't understand. Somebody tell me, somebody tell me where I'm wrong. We have these awards and and all this stuff, and I don't want to get too muddy in the waters here, but somebody explain to me, I'm looking up these numbers right now, how in the world that Brock Bowers is not in, in the top three for the Mackey Award finalist? I mean, you've got Jalen Wademeyer. You've got a couple other guys. I'm looking for the tweet right now. But my problem with some of these awards is you have to be able to give them to freshmen. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to be able to give them. Brock Bowers has more touchdowns receiving than any tight end in the country of the three finalists. And Jalen Wademeyer is a guy we have on the show. We love Jalen. Heck of a player. But of the three finalists, Charlie, Car- Charlie Kolar from Iowa State's another one. Brock has better numbers. He has more catches, more touchdowns, and it's really not even close. Is the Colorado is the Colorado State kid up there? Uh, I think he might be, but the numbers the numbers aren't even close. And I'm look I'm looking for him right now. It will shock you. when I read this to you. It will show you that they just made the decision. Okay, well I guess we're just not going to put a freshman in here. In my opinion, give the award to the best guy. Yeah, it's like coach. What, what is this? This isn't a this isn't hard. a hold your hands. Here we go. I got it right here. Listen how nuts this is. Somebody please in the booster club or on social media tell me how this makes sense. 
The John Mackey finalist, best tight end in the country. Colorado State's Trey McBride, 84 catches, 1,008 yards, and one touchdown. Iowa State tight end Charlie Kolar, 53 catches, 658 yards, and five touchdowns. Jalen Wattemeyer, A&M, 36 catches, 491 yards, and four touchdowns. All right, those are the three finalists. Here's Brock Bowers' numbers. Freshman tight end from Georgia. 37 catches, 607 yards, and nine touchdowns. He has four more touchdowns than the highest uh, touchdown collector on the Mackey Award list. He has 607 yards, which puts him higher than Jalen Wattemeyer with five more touchdowns and one more catch. I don't understand... How well, this yeah. guy isn't well, the, the, in there. I, yeah, I guarantee they go off if, how long the guy well, – I mean, what's the Colorado State what, – what year is he? I don't Senior? care. But I guarantee that's what they I, do. Yeah, no, I know, but that's wrong. Like, why even have the awards then mm-hmm. if you're not going to give him the best player? Why even have the awards? That's bad. The, 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 there should – again, I didn't say then, punish voters. Will Anderson – I don't think Will Anderson was on the Buckus semifinalist list. Wow. And if that's the case, burn it down. Yeah, if they're <laughs> going to get Nick Saban, then who no, knows no, listen, what they're like, You can't do it. But anyway, I want to get to this Florida coach and search. We'll get to the booster club in a second, but let's get David Waters in here. All right, excited to welcome in from the Gator Breakdown, uh, David Waters, friend of the show. David, I appreciate you hopping on, man. Hey, thanks, Jake, for having me, man. Definitely. Well, it's been a crazy year for Florida. We had you on at the beginning of the year. Now we're at the end. We cro- uh, talked to Chris during Monday about the job opening, but just your thoughts as we're going through it. How surprised were you to see Dan Mullen let go? Uh, at the timing, not, 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 not too surprised, Jake. Uh, mm. you, you, I'll give you some credit. You, you called it pretty early. Uh, what? <laughs> during the offseason, I think. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, so, you know, it, it, it goes back to a couple things, Jake. Uh, loyalty to his staff and, and the recruiting. Uh, and when Dan Mullen was hired, I thought he was the perfect hire for it, to get him out of that Jim McElwain hole that they were in. But the question was always in the back of my mind, how would he recruit? Would he be, be able to recruit at the level of Kirby Smart and Nick Saban to compete with those teams on a consistent level? And he never got to that point. And I think he dug himself a hole with, with recruiting. And then 2020 happened when you had – your best shot at an SEC championship, a college football playoff. The defense collapsed, fell apart. Mm-hmm. You decided to bring Todd Grantham back in 2021. So with already the recruiting hole you you found yourself in, you stayed loyal to a staff member that was you hitched your wagon to and yeah. pretty much spelled the end for Dan Mullen. Yeah, and you know I've talked about the trajectory of Georgia and you look at Tennessee and, and even South Carolina. David, do you think this decision was made literally after the Missouri game or do you think this was made a couple weeks earlier they were just waiting for another straw to drop or did the Missouri game really matter in your opinion? Um, I go back, I think I think the South Carolina game was, was it. Okay. The okay. inexcusable blowout on the road. Uh, granted, yeah, I know Florida wasn't playing for a whole lot at that point in the season, but it, it whether they gave up, or gave up or not, Jake, that's what it looked like. Yeah. You, got your, you got that of, F on your helmet, man. Like regardless of what, you yeah. got that F on your helmet. <laughs> yeah, and you know, perception's reality sometimes. And with everything that was surrounding the program, you go out there and put a performance out like that. It looked like Florida quit, whether they did or not, fair or not. That's, a, yeah. that's just what it looked like. Uh, so, yeah, I do think Missouri was just a final straw. And Scott Strickland just decided not even to wait an extra week and give Dan Mullen the, the chance. We gave him the chance to coach FSU, but just without the question of if he's head coach or not. You know, they didn't mm-hmm. want to wait any longer. And, you know, probably some of that is to get into those uh, head coaching sweepstakes there. 
Yeah, and uh, you know they're in it now. You look at LSU's in it, USC's in it. You have more jobs opening. Looking at Miami, very interesting situation there as well. But David, before I ask you for for some names that that interest you, what are a couple marquee or or I would say the the most important qualifications two or three that this next guy needs to have? That you're entering an East where the water was hot. Well, now it's boiling with what Georgia's doing, with what Tennessee's doing, with what South Carolina's doing. Missouri's always scary with drink the way that he can recruit. What are a few qualifications that kind of bubble to the top for you when looking at candidates for this job? Eat recruiting, sleep recruiting, breathe recruiting. <laughs> <laughs> There's three of them right there for you. And then and then develop those guys that you there get you in go. right there. But, Jake, man, it starts it, it starts with the Jimmys and Joes. And Kirby Smart's message after Florida, Georgia, that was no mistake. I mean, come on. That, it was yeah. clear as day what the message was after Florida, Georgia game this past year. Uh, and, look, you know, I'll give credit a lot for Dan Mullen and the X's and O's coach that he was able to bring Florida out of that hole with. But you've mm-hmm. got to recruit at a certain level. You know, and this is not talking about, you know, being a blip and competing for an SEC East championship one out of every three or four years. Florida should be in that discussion in mm-hmm. November every year. Whether it happens or not, I'm not saying they have to, but going into that Florida-Georgia game at the end of October, early yep. November, that, sh- that should be do or die game. And in this year it wasn't. Uh, and you, 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 saw the, you, you saw the results. So, Jake, it, I hate to make it sound so simple, you got to get the, you got to get the culture of Florida right as well. It is a high pressure job. There is a lot of pressure at Florida. Mm-hmm. You got to hope. Hopefully, you find that guy that can handle that pressure as well when things are not going right. Then they don't spiral out of control like they did this past year. Yeah, no, I agree 100. percent And David, who are a couple guys uh, that you think feasibly could be in it? Not not just names that everybody's going to throw out there, but give me a couple guys that you're looking at right now and you say, well, I, I can see the dominoes falling and this guy being the next guy at Florida. Uh, Billy Napier, of course, the hot name. That, that's the easy one. I think that's could be could be could be involved here. Ties in the southeast, getting his feet wet a little bit at Louisiana for a few years. Gets the recruiting culture of the south that Florida desperately needs right now. Uh, Napier, I, I think, is r- really the name. But I still think I don't I don't know if Florida's administration will go this way. I do think Kiffin is a serious player if the Florida administration wants yeah. to go that route. Strickland, um, I don't know, man. I don't know if right. Strickland's I don't, 100% I don't, yeah, sold on I, the lane train. Right. I don't think so either, Jake. Uh, maybe if Florida misses out on a couple guys above where Strickland would have him, if maybe fall back down to it. I don't want to make it sound like Lane's a fallback option in the X's and O's head coaching sense, just to fit the culture for Scott Strickland as a mm. fallback option there. And then, of course, I – Bob Stoops, do you get him out of retirement? I, I, I don't think so. I, his name comes up every Florida search. There's a lot of connections there. Steve Spurrier still kind of involved in the back of the, you know, the, the back door a little bit mm-hmm. uh, at, at Florida. Does he have some say? I think he'd be, oh, well, let's go get Stoopsy. You know, I'm bring him <laughs> along here. Um, so I, I think there's uh, realistic. Uh, I, still, I think Napier's the most realistic option. Uh, out of those three guys right now, but I do think if the Florida administration can get on board uh, with Kiffin, I wouldn't, th- I wouldn't throw him away out there either right now. What would the Florida fan base reaction be to Billy uh, Napier hire? Well, uh, he's kind of the, been the guy they've pinpointed a bit as the up and comer, not not mm-hmm. the Urban Meyer level up and comer that that happened in two thousand five to two thousand or you know yeah. to, to get to two, the job in two thousand five for Florida. Uh, but then uh, Monday, I had a podcast, a, you know, a Twitter Spaces chat, and then I had a um, 
Louisiana Monroe, Louisiana Monroe, Louisiana Lafayette, or Louisiana now, uh, podcaster. Uh, he jumped in the chat with us and said Billy Napier would love the Florida job. He thinks he'd do well there. Uh, that got a lot of Gators fans' attention, and they really jumped on board with that. They, they listened to the interview there. He even answered some of the fans' questions that I had on the podcast as well and really sold a lot of the fan base on, on, on Billy Napier uh, being the next guy at Florida. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, this still seems to be the hot name right now. And, Jake, the, the big worry is usually that first name you hear he never gets the guy it. who usually gets the yep. job. Yep. And that's, you know, whether it's agent-driven, whether it's something else that's out there, that's where you kind of have to hold and hit the brakes just a little bit right now. <laughs> all right, David, great stuff, man. I always appreciate having you on. Tell all of our Florida fans where they can find your work. Yeah, Gators Breakdown, you can find it on um, Twitter, uh, to follow there, YouTube for the video version, and your favorite podcast platform out there. You can follow me on Twitter, at GatorDave underscore SEC. David, I'm sure I'll be bringing you back soon as, as the search continues. <laughs> a lot of demand. We'll see how much the supply can match that demand, David. I appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, Jake. Enjoy a football feast this Thanksgiving day by winning $150 on a $5 bet when you join FanDuel Sportsbook. New customers, this is your chance to gobble up 30 to 1 odds. Just place your first bet on any NFL team to win Thanksgiving day. I'm going to take the Cowboys minus 7 at home against the Raiders. The Raiders look absolutely dysfunctional right now. Cars struggling a lot. Cowboys coming off a game which they did not play well offensively against the Chiefs. Dak looked a little out of sorts. I think they bounce back at home, get a big win. I think they win, uh, obviously, by more than seven. I think they win by ten or more. And look, FanDuel Sports Betting made simple, and they're always hooking you up with great offers. And this offer I'm telling you about is just one of the many reasons why I love betting the NFL on FanDuel. They're the number one rated sportsbook app in America. They're easy to use, and most importantly, they're safe and secure. And when you win... You'll get paid in as little as two hours. That's a pretty cool caveat as well. But sign up with the promo code JBOY, that's J-B-O-Y, to get in on the action and celebrate Thanksgiving by winning $150 on just a $5 bet. Remember to use the promo code JBOY, that's J-B-O-Y, when you sign up exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. 21 and older in present Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. New users only. $10 first deposit required. Must wager in designated office market. Max bonus $150. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fandle.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. D-Dub, always bringing the heat. Uh, does a really good job. Gators Breakdown. Everybody check him out. All right, Blaine. Booster Club, what's going down? Hit me with it honestly. All right, I'm going to be honest. If Billy Napier goes to Florida, I'm going to throw up. But okay. anyway. Appreciate your honesty. Hell, Pleak. Hashtag Ask Boys is thrilled to have recently joined the greatest grass, uh, grassroots movement since the Boston Tea Hit Party. Hit the button. Oh. Hit the button. Welcome to the show. Kale. Welcome to the party, bud. And he asks, is Jason Garrett a potential hire for any of these elite jobs on the table? Ooh. You know, I don't. the guy's really never been in college. Uh, I, the NFL just recycles coaches. He'll be an OC somewhere in the NFL uh, soon, I would think. If you don't want to take some time off, the real question to me isn't about where Jason Garrett's going. It's if uh, maybe a recently fired Florida coach may end up being the OC at the Giants. Mm. Don't think Dan Mullen wouldn't put his name in there. How interesting would that be? It would be interesting. Yeah, then we'd see. Speaking of, do you see what Eli Drinkowitz said about Dan Mullen? 
You remember the, last you year? Show? I mean, last you, year they got in the brawl. Yeah. Remember? Did you see how Jaquit stowed the hood on? Kind of looking like Blaine Batine. Yeah, I mean, look, he does take <laughs> after Blaine Batine. He watches the show. He said so. Eli Drinkwitz, and I'm paraphrasing here, told 1010XL that his father was a farmer when they asked him about Dan Mullen, and his father already told him, "You you reap what you sow. If if you sow kindness, you reap kindness." If you sow jackass, <laughs> you reap jackass. That's a legitimate quote from Eli Drinkwitz about Dan Mullen. Go ahead and give you a hint. I don't think they're sending each other Christmas cards. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. What hey, else? Hey, he ahead, had a he had a lightsaber when he did the when he, he did, did his when he did his drink patine. So yeah. what's the what's, what's he, he was he way more about it than him? you were. Yeah, he was way more about it than you were. No, what do you, I don't need a saber. I can do it with my hands. Christmas is coming up. It is. Just put that on your I list. Can, I, don't need a, I don't need a saber. I can let do it with my down hands. There in his onesie. <laughs> I can do it with my hands. I don't need a saber. Tell him all the all the cookies and milk that Santa ate and drank. Look, don't get me too excited. I already told you how I feel about Christmas. Plane's a big Christmas guest. Time. All right, here we go. Another question. I did put a poll out. Speaking. Oh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Speaking of holidays, kind of put a Thanksgiving poll out. What you started the show out with and it says is cranberry sauce elite um now there is there is something to this poll that i'll get to but 73 percent no good all right and 27 percent yes but a lot of the no's came back and says the canned cranberry sauce is not elite but homemade cranberry i've never sauce had homemade is cranberry elite. sauce isn't that just kool-aid you put in the the ice cube tray <laughs> it might be and you just bring it out and let it kind of melt a little bit where's the turkey that's that's what that's, you, that's yeah. the question. Deep Somebody, fried, where's the turkey? Deep, Deep fried, fried turkey's, turkey's the, the best. Move. It's the move. All right, we got a question here from Nate. Always in the kitchens, kitchens. There be mixed Ask J Boy says, "Would Ohio State struggle offensively against a Wisconsin team that is legit defensively?" This well, this matchup is very interesting. Uh, Ohio State handles business and goes and plays Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game because Wisconsin's going to slow it down. You know, Wisconsin's not going to get into the rat race of up and down. Let's turn it into a shootout. But I don't know if Wisconsin has the ability yeah. to keep Ohio State off the board long enough. Because Ohio, or excuse me, Wisconsin, we know they're going to run the ball. It's going to be play action. Uh, you know, Graham Mertz isn't exactly Hawkeye from the Avengers <laughs> when it comes to passing the ball. Uh, but he's been able to do it well enough where people have been had to take him seriously in the intermediate game, play action game, whatever. But if it turns into just an old-fashioned slugfest and C.J. Stroud doesn't play well and Wisconsin's just leaning on him, leaning on him, leaning on him, and they get it into the fourth quarter and Ohio State plays the type of game that Wisconsin wants them to play, you never know and we've seen wisconsin do these type things before you know you have like in the ocean you have like the the swordfish that, that can just speed by you and fly and go whatever they're like the huge whale that just opens its mouth and like just all the water and just happens to be fish and the water goes in that's how wisconsin plays they just engulf you with just a huge offensive line they just like i said they go to like wherever that the alp style mountains are in wisconsin in like the grinch cave and find these monsters just to put on the offensive line that probably don't even know where wisconsin yeah. is the only way you're on. actually going to be able to make the Wisconsin team is you have to go out for a night and kill a wolf. And no, it's, it's like 300. Team. Like yeah. the way you play on the, uh, Wisconsin's offensive line, they send you out into the woods yeah. and you have to kill like one of those huge animals and wear it like Leonidas from 300 back on campus. Yeah. But no long sleeves. No long sleeves. Never. Hell no. Never. No long sleeves. The reddest arms ever. <laughs> you watch Wisconsin's <laughs> offensive line playing cold weather, they got the reddest arms ever. It's starting to look like Clifford. Anyways, all right. Let's. What, what else we got, Blaine? God, you're going to love this question. Oh, good. oh, God, you're going to love this question. I can't wait to ask you this question. All right. DJ Barber, the one and only DJ. All right. Says hashtag Ask Boy. All right. If one of these teams absolutely had to be in the playoffs, 
You see where I'm going? <laughs> Who would you choose? Cincinnati or Notre Dame? Death. <laughs> Give me death. <laughs> I mean, I have to go Cincinnati because they beat Notre Dame straight up. Regardless of if I think they're both worthy or not, you know, I, I'm going to go back to what I said about Oregon and Ohio State and what I said about Michigan State and Michigan. You played, you played straight up. So if anybody's got to get in, it's going to be Cincinnati, right? Yep. Now, here's the real question. Cincinnati loses a game, and they have the same record as Notre Dame. Now they do have to play in a conference championship. But if Cincinnati loses a game and them and Notre Dame both have one loss, you still got to put Cincy in, right? Everything's equal. They beat them straight up. Setting the games aside. Yeah, set the games aside. (laughs) To quote Gary Parter, if you set the games aside, I don't even know. What do you look at then? (laughs) What do you look at? You're like, man. God, they got really good APR. <laughs> you know, like, set the games aside. Ridiculous. Guys, I'm actually, the Booster Club is is telling me to give a shout-out. We have the one and only back in the chat, to, tra- uh, chat today. He's alive. He's well. He's moving around. Eric. Hey, Eric. With love from Oregon, Eric. He I says, hope you're doing okay. I if, tried to tell you. I lose tried to, to tell you. If ya. we lose to the Beavs at home, then all you really need to reach out to me. i love it the civil war baby but no eric listen i told ask eric i told you to take utah he was like i'm gonna bet on oregon plus three and a half i was like dude hedge your emotions Mm -hmm. take utah that way if utah wins you win some money you're not as upset and if oregon wins who cares the squad came through that's what i say i'm gonna do every year hedge your emotions (laughs) it's hedging your emotions it's 100 percent hedging your emotions but i want to get to this top 12 Playoff Ooh. reveal because I love it. The right, top the 12. right top the 12. The right top 12. The right top 12. Here's what we got Cone, three. There it is. He beat me to it. So here's our top four seeds Georgia's the one, Ohio State's the two, Bama's the three, and we got Michigan the four. And you know what? It's about to work itself out. So first matchup looking on the left side Ole Miss and Notre Dame. This would be such a good game. I don't know why we can't just do this now. God almighty. This, again, I've said it all week. That's why the aliens won't talk to us. Like, y'all just don't know a good thing when y'all got it. But anyways, all right. Ole Miss and Notre Dame. Very intriguing game. I think Notre Dame would be able to put some points up against Ole Miss. But I'm going with Matty Ice. Give me Matt Corral. Ole Miss lights it up. Notre Dame defensively. I know they shut out Georgia Tech. Can, you know, congratulations. Congra- Doesn't matter. You're not shutting out Lane Kiffin. Him and the, the scientist Jeff Lebby get in the, la- uh, the lab with Matt Corral. I think they're cooking something up. They'd have some time to get healthy. I like Ole Miss in this one, fellas. Rebels. Yeah, y'all don't even have to ask me. Y'all okay. Don't I love that. <laughs> All right. Bottom left? Bottom left. Oklahoma State, Michigan State. We kept Michigan State in there at 12. Oklahoma State, I think they got a good shot to beat Oklahoma. Michigan State, Blaine put out the tweet. Uh, it looks like if you take Kenneth Walker out of the game, that's a pretty average team. This would be a low-scoring game, a fist fight. Give me Oklahoma State by a field goal in mm, overtime, Cone. Maybe, really? Look, this may be one of those, we both scored in two overtimes, now we're going for two Illinois-Penn State-type situations. Man, after watching that this past weekend, I'd have to go with the Cowboys, yeah. too. With the Cowboys? I'm a man. Ugly. You're a man. I'm a man. You're, You're 40? 40? I'm 40. That's right. Cowboys. Yeah. Statement. Yeah. Cowboys. Period. You good? Um, all right, here's, here's what I got. Looking on the other side. So we'd have Georgia versus Ole Miss, and then we'd have Oklahoma State versus Michigan. On the other side, Cincinnati versus Baylor. Mm. Now, real question is, 
Bohannon with the pulled hamstring. Are we saying the starting quarterback's playing for Baylor? Did he get time to rest up? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. I think this is actually a decent matchup for Cincinnati, too. I don't think this would be a super high-scoring game. You know Dave Aranda would have a good plan. Luke Fickle would have a good plan at, uh, plan as well. And you know what? I'm going to shock a lot of people here. Mm. <laughs> I'm picking Baylor. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. Who you got? Yeah, who do you think I got? I'll go Cincinnati. How okay. About that? All yeah, right. I'll you go break Cincinnati. the tie, Blaine. Yeah, I'm going Baylor. I'm going to go with the team who's actually in a, in a real conference. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. So we got Cincinnati losing to Baylor. Baylor and I, moves and on. I want the under. Yeah, whatever the, it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Put me under the covers whatever and put me to sleep. Uh, so that's, that would make Ohio State be matching up with Baylor in the next round. Then Oklahoma and Oregon. Mm. And you know what? Give me Oklahoma. I think they score enough. Uh, Without Verdell, Eric, I'm sorry. Uh, Again, you saw the lack of explosiveness from that Oregon offense against Utah. Mm -hmm. They just don't have that same gear. There's a lot more pressure on on the Brown kid at quarterback uh, to be able to make more plays. Uh, And I just, I I like OU in this one. I think Caleb Williams uh, makes enough plays to pull it out at the end. I think Oklahoma beats them. I do too. Yeah, this is with Lincoln Riley, so Oklahoma, correct? Yes. Okay, yeah, then I'm going Oklahoma. Oregon just got beat 38 to 7 by Utah. Yeah, they did. By the way, you know they said in Utah that for Thanksgiving, Giving they eat pickle cranberry pie. Somebody sent me picture. a picture of. Yeah. You want me to tell you what you can do with that? You can go take that to Guantanamo Bay and give it to them because I'm not eating it. I want. I don't know if I'd give I'm it sure to my dog. Eat it. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they'll I'm, eat it. For I'm not sure. giving it to my dog. Pickle and cranberry. That's a, that sounds what about is it? right. Though. What is this? That the Shire. Right. That where, do we, right. where do we live? The Shire. What's going on? You gonna go hang out with Gandalf and hit that pipe? Eat, Bring eat, the turkey, pickle cranberry, and play Disfrist. Yeah. Uh, Gandalf, I brought you the like, pickle cranberry pie. This is the best. This is the best <laughs> and the worst. All right, so Georgia and Ole Miss. I got to go Georgia here, guys. I mean, look, I think Ole Miss would be able to put up a, a few points. I mean, I don't think they're scoring over twenty-four, but I think Georgia just leans on a man gravity. Gravity, yeah. gravity, gravity. Give me Georgia over Ole Miss. Do we have any? any? No. no. I'll take no. Georgia, but it'd be fun to see Matt Corral put up some points. It would be maybe. fun to see this see offense if they, play It'd this be Georgia. fun to see if they could score 20. It would be. <laughs> Let's play a game called How Many Can You Score? <laughs> so Georgia moves on. They're in the Final Four, something you'll never hear said about a Tom Crean coach basketball team in Georgia. <laughs> Sorry. It just blows my mind how they're always bad in basketball. So we got Michigan and Oklahoma State. And you know what? I think McNamara shows up. Really? I think the Michigan offense scores enough points to put Oklahoma State in a bind. Oklahoma State struggles to throw their way out of a paper bag. You can give me Michigan. Move well, to the Final Four. Yeah. Well, they're not playing Ohio State or Michigan State, so that means they have a chance to <laughs> That's win. Exactly okay. Right. Otherwise, they wouldn't have a chance to win. So That's exactly I'll take right. Michigan. Blaine? Well, it doesn't matter what I take at this point, right? Nailed hey, it. Hey, we want to know. Are you sure? Drop Actually, it on I, us. I could care less. That's about right. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> That's about right. That's good. That's good. That's about right. Yeah, go ahead. You know what? I'm, I'm going to take Michigan. I was going to say, I can't yeah. sleep tonight unless you give me your pick. Yeah, for I'm sure. sure. How's your closet doing? Cone's just <laughs> been fired up. Look, this whole week. This whole closet of free game This whole week. week. This whole week, Cone's just been staring at a picture of Lloyd Carr and doing push-ups in his house. That's what he's done the whole week. I still want those pictures all over Michigan Stadium of Cone pointing saying, know the standard. Know the standard. Know the standard and be the standard. He's got like his eyes like on this price is right picture. He's got like his son in one hand. And like, yeah. There's a different energy in the gym this wow. week. That's exactly right. You boys right. know what I'm talking about. All right, let's throw this bad boy back up here. So we got Georgia advancing. We got Michigan advancing. On the other side, Ohio State versus Baylor. I just don't see how Baylor scores enough points to stay in this game. Dave Aranda could put together the plan of all plans, the grandest of all plans defensively, but 
physics is physics, and Ohio State would eventually score enough. I don't think Baylor could catch them. Give mm-hmm. me Ohio State. Yeah, I'm taking Baylor. Baylor just doesn't have You're the taking cast. Baylor? I mean, I'm taking Ohio State. Baylor oh. just doesn't have the cast on offense to keep up with Ohio nope. State. I agree. Nope. So then we got Oklahoma and Bama. Mm. This would just be a great matchup. Little Caleb Williams, little Bryce Young. I think Alabama wins in the end because they're, you know, a better overall roster. They haven't been as consistent as they want to be. We talked about it in the monologue, but they've been a hell of a lot more consistent than Oklahoma has. And and I do think, you know, with Oklahoma, if they struggle to run the ball at all, I mean, uh, Bama would just tear Caleb Williams apart in the back end. Because Caleb, look, would try and make the throws. He would try and make the plays and try and force the ball in places that it shouldn't go. And Alabama makes you pay for that. Now, what, what Alabama does defensively, they don't just pick it off. They pick it off and they go score. That's, that's the difference for me. I like Alabama comfortably over Oklahoma. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Brian, no one, Brian Robinson Jr. would have an absolute field oh, day. Oh, you I don't talk think about broken anybody tackles. Could, I haven't seen Brian Robinson Jr. get tackled backwards once in his entire career. No, I, I mean the dude's a the the dude's a machine. Yeah, like a tank. I mean they yeah. could give him the ball. He's one of those guys you can give fifty times and he'd be good to go the next week. He's just one of those guys. Like when they used to give the ball, not saying that Brian Robinson's Derrick Henry, but they used to be like, just give it to Derrick every time. And he know, yeah, and he knows why Brian Robinson's running the ball um, not every play but in every play both their backup running backs are yeah, well they're having, a, they're having a cross train Slade Bolden mm-hmm. to be a running back as well so you know that's just part of it that's part of the attrition but when you recruit at that level just reach down in the bag you'll find something great yeah well, you know you yeah. know something's messed up we're talking about Alabama they're like, with dang, running back problems yeah. <laughs> they're like dang well thank god we signed all 19 of those five stars last year <laughs> shoot red shirt oh, what does that mean what a and, life yeah so we got Georgia Michigan, Ohio State, and Bama in the Final Four. Mm, Shocker. Four seats. Shocker. I think Georgia just absolutely plows through Michigan. Listen, Michigan, TTP at <laughs> six. You're going over or under? I'd For real, o- legitimately. No, I'd go over, but this to me, I, I really think this would be a like 41-10 game. Like, I don't think it'd be close. No. I don't think Michigan would be able to score. No. A couple, like, you, you couple, a couple Hutch- field goals maybe. It's like, you give me Aiden Hutchinson, let me introduce you to Jordan Davis mm. and the rest of the, the creatures that are that are on that uh, Georgia defense that are basically NFL players. So that would give us Georgia and the Natty. Then you've got Ohio State versus Bama. The matchup we, we talked about. about. This. <sighs> to me, it's a look, it's a shootout. It could go either way, three-point game, either way. But just after what I said earlier, I'm going to stand by what I said. I think Ohio State's been a little more consistent uh, in the aggregate, offensively, defensively, and special teams lately. I think Ohio State kicks a 51-yard field goal as time <laughs> expires to win 55-52. Mm. So you got Ohio State. I got Ohio State. Man, I just – I don't know. I could easily see that. I just feel like Coach Nick figures out a way to get it all together when it's playoff time. And he they does. edge him out. They edge him out. But, I mean, who knows? This is why I'm saying the margin's so tight, we'd have to see it played I out. I would love to see this matchup. Who do you got, though? Who are you picking? Oh, Alabama, just okay. by a field goal. All right, Blaine. Wow. St. Nick. Wow. wow. This feels great. It comes down to this. This huh? feels great. All right, anyway, let's get to uh, – no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, it always comes down to a couple things. Okay. Right. What's the head coach walking around in the silence on that Bama side? It's Nick Saban. Yep. Right? Nick Saban. Yep. And to be honest with you, I think Bryce Young is a better quarterback than C.J. Stroud. I think Bryce Young, pressure situations, I think he'll make the play, the plays that need to be made, and I'm taking Bama in this game. Mm. All right. What's uh, So we got Georgia versus Bama, mm-hmm. just like we have every single time we've done this, and I'm taking Georgia. 
I am. I think yeah. they beat him in the SEC championship, and I think they beat him in the Natty. What say you? I'd take Georgia. Blaine? Georgia Bama? Yeah. I'm taking Bama. You're taking Bama. Mm-hmm. Taking Bama. All right. Saban. I'm not giving the I'm not do I think Georgia has a better team? Yeah, I do. All right, but I'm not giving y'all the crown. Yeah. And I've seen y'all have Bama on the ropes, yeah. one punch away from being on the floor and knocked out, and you choked it. You're not wrong. I you agree. choked it. I agree with everything you're saying, except different there seems to be a different energy and a different confidence over That's there. That's fun. Yeah. Okay? That's They're fun. They're not just winning games in Athens this year. They're not just, like, getting by. I mean, there se- it seems to me that Kirby not only wants the national title, but he wants to go through Nick Saban to get it. You know he That's does. That's what he, it seems well, to me. Well, you're going to have to do it, You buddy. know he does. And and you got to remember this. If they beat him in the SEC championship game, you're probably not seeing him in the playoffs. So you beat him in the SEC championship game, I mean – yeah, you can wash your hands with them. Yeah, I mean it's it's a wrap, and that's enough because you don't want to see them twice. No, hell, I don't no. care if you're better than no. them. <laughs> it's like you LSU. It's like LSU the year that they won. You know, uh, uh, early in the season, they're like, yes, like we finally got pa- uh, past Bama, and like, all right, who are we playing the national championship? And they're like, surprise, Bama. Yeah, you don't want to see them again. <laughs> surprise, man. you get Bama again. Blaine, what's the booster club saying? What? Give me one before Brandon Graham comes in here. Uh, all right, let me get in here. Let me get in here. All right, hashtag DJ Barber. Ask the guys. All right, it's a cranberry question. Do we want that? Uh, yeah. Just Hit me with it real quick. Okay, says so y'all think it's bad. Jake doesn't like cranberry sauce. Matthew Jujan just came out and said mac and cheese was awful. What's Blasphemy. going on? Bla- well, first off, cranberry sauce, uh, I, I think there's a lot of people that can agree it's overrated. You start saying ma- get mac look, and cheese off the table at Thanksgiving? This is only this is Listen, my take. Look, 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 I don't uh, at the end of the day, you're not taking mac and cheese off that table. For sure. I love mac Who and cheese. Who doesn't like but mac and cheese? This is the only thing I'm saying about mac and cheese. All right, Conan, we talked talked about this before. I want to hear this. Mac and cheese, you know, like the the grand, like the grandparents, the grandmas are just getting younger and younger. Mac and cheese needs to have a a, a bunch of love and pain and experience, <laughs> and experience. That's what makes Did it you good. Say the mac Not and this cheese new, love and pain and this new. Well, you know, I looked up online kind of mac and cheese. The pain and the love, the years, the years of just the their hands, you know, just being all messed up because you made so much mac and cheese and all the bad things that go into it well, makes it good. To, me, we were talking to about. me, when you pull the mac and cheese out of the oven, I want it talking to me. Yeah. You know, like, right. I, yeah. like, I want it, like, bubbling. I, I want to yeah. look at it. I want to look at it. I want to see it, like, hey. moving with all the cheeses coagulating together in some cheesy deliciousness. <laughs> the gourmet spots don't get mac and cheese right. No. They, okay. there's not they do pain. too much. There's not enough pain. There's not, there's not enough, enough pain. pain. It's like Blaine, Blaine wants grandma's like crying while they're making it, like remembering like you know the one that got away or something. I don't know. And there's like Whatever scoop after about scoop it. on the plate. That's exactly. <laughs> but it shouldn't be a scoop. You should try and scoop it out, and it's connecting <laughs> to another scoop. I mean, you should have to get a chainsaw to cut the cheese off the thing. Uh, but anyway, right, you're taking me down a rabbit hole. Uh, we'll go down to some other time. Let's get Brandon Graham in here to talk about what y'all call the game. It's the second best rivalry in college football. We all know that. But let's get him. Okay, him I'm just gonna play What a shot, Brandon. Graham. Hey, it's Michigan Ohio State week, so we gotta bring in some dogs from the rivalry. Have we already to. have former Michigan quarterback David Cohn here, but how about we bring in a superstar? Uh, Michigan standout, NFL standout with the Philadelphia Eagles. One of my favorite guys to watch play, Mr. Brandon Graham. Brandon, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, man? How you feeling? Man, doing good. It's been a while since we talked. Yeah, it's been a minute, you know, but it's Ohio State week, baby. Well, let's let's start there. Obviously, BG, just tell me your overall thoughts on on Ohio State, just as a program. What are your feelings toward them? You know what? Honestly, this year, them boys, you know, um, 
you, I mean, you always got to respect them. I would just say that uh, every year, um, you know, it's, it's, it's our time right now. I feel good about this game coming up. Uh, but these guys have gotten better every week since they lost from to Oregon. So uh, we just got to make sure we come ready to play, just carry out our game plan and just bring our intensity because they're going to be in our house. You know, this is a game that, that you guys played in and, and you guys know. What I know it's different states, and you can give me, like, the Battle of Toledo or whatever cone you're going to dive into, but the, there is – is it hatred in this rivalry? Would you say that it's, it's hatred between Ohio State and Michigan, like, legit? BG's from oh, Michigan. Let him answer that okay. one. Okay. It's All right. legit. It's legit. You know, some people – it breaks up. It break up home, boy. <laughs> it just depends on depends on what's going on, you know. During that year, man, I'm telling you, it's it's a great rivalry. It's a lot of fun, a lot of a lot of intensity, uh, man. Like it's just it's one of those things where when you go to their stadium, you don't want to wear Michigan, and when they when they come to our stadium, they don't want to wear their jerseys because they're gonna mm-hmm. get heck with the whole time. <laughs> well, with without a doubt, and uh, you know, again, Ohio State's had the leg up for quite a while. Uh, you know, you look at the numbers. I don't have to dive into those, but this yep. year, you know, Michigan's winning games in November. But BG, you watch the way Ohio State played against Michigan State. What are some things that Michigan is going to have to do? I know they're at home, but what are some things they're going to have to do on the defensive side? I mean, you got to keep these guys in front of you. Well, number one, they're going to have to stop the run. And then uh, the D-line got to get after the quarterback. You know, yeah. uh, they're going to probably dial in some nice blitzes. I see, uh, the, the, you know, pressure pressure him to get the ball out. And uh, we got to we gotta be able to tackle because they got good good receivers. Uh, we got to make sure we tackle and uh, get them boys on the ground because, um, you know, that's I feel like that's what they do well, too. They break, up, they break tackles and them, and, them, uh, and them receivers is, is really good. And if you want to make a name for yourself, especially because we got we got some corners now. We got Daxon Hill at safety too, in the middle, keeping them boys together. And uh, we got Ross in the middle at linebacker, you know, directing them boys, getting getting them lined up. So uh, we all got to be on the same page with it, and just make sure we go out there and bring that intensity. And, you know, looking on the offensive side of the ball, McNamara is a guy that's taken steps at quarterback. I mean, I know you lose Bell early in the year, but it seems to be that Michigan, uh, is it, they have to be balanced. So, like, it, they seem to be a run-to-pass team, in, in my opinion. But McNamara seems – he doesn't seem streaky to me, but it seems to me the intermediate to the vertical game's gotten a lot better as the season's gone on. Do you got to hit Ohio State with big plays, or do you think this Michigan team can drive eight, nine, ten plays, Brandon, and be able to put points on the board consistently against this Ohio State defense? I think on how our track record has been, we we gonna we gonna take the eight, nine, ten plays. We gotta yeah. grind it out, and we gotta we gotta make sure we manage the game, control the game. And I think uh, being able to get that running game started—that's our bread and butter on offense. Uh, making sure that we um, knocking the D line off the ball. Um, and I, I love how our O line, you know, has been together, been working together. And now this their biggest test this week. And you know, I just feel like if we come out running that ball and. Uh, I think Corum coming back, man, that's gonna be whew, it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. Cone, get yeah. Cone, hop in here. Yeah, I'm gonna hop in here. Hey, BG, I want to go back to the defensive side because this is where, to me, the last couple years we've really just been getting eaten up. You know, I, what what I want to know is how can we on defense, how can Michigan get pressure on a young quarterback, okay, without just playing man behind him? Because it seems like when we do that, we get gashed for 63, like we did a couple years ago with Dwayne Haskins. But yes. also, if we rush three and drop eight and keep everything in front too much, okay, then we'll get gashed for 500 plus yards in the run 
run game. All right, now there's th- those defensive ends. I think one of them is even wearing your old number. They're some of the best in the country. How can we get pressure on them? Okay, without giving up too many big plays in the secondary with man defense. I think with the D line that we have, we don't have to really worry about blitzing six guys. We okay. can blitz five guys. You know okay. what I'm saying? Get the one on one. Get the one on one matchup up in the front, you know what I'm saying, to make sure in the back end, um, you know, sometimes you can run zone, switch up, switch it up, you know what I'm saying, man up sometimes, uh, see what it feel like, see what it, see what it's like, see what your matchups are uh, with those receivers, who cover yeah. who good, you know what I'm saying, all that, and, and make sure you stick with those guys, and then uh, switch it up a little bit, like since the D-line yeah. might get a sack, you might can run a zone, you know what I'm saying, you might can, you might can, uh, you know, stare at the quarterback while the D-line get after it, you know what I'm saying, and, and the linebackers got to be big in this game playing underneath uh of those uh, of the ones over top you know what i'm saying they gotta make sure they get depth and be able to see and um look up receivers so that they can you know be able to take away his his reads you know what i'm saying and make them have to hold on to the ball a little longer but uh i think that boys go in they go in think and rush with their d-line and then maybe add a five-man pressure uh here and there uh, and and some throw some zone in there here and there, mm-hmm. but um, I'm I'm excited, man, uh, to see what he kind of put up and what he dials up. BG, I got one more question for you, and then a question for you and Cone. Uh, first question, you do you have a prediction on the score of the game this weekend? Um, I'm thinking this. Is what I'm thinking, I'm thinking thirty to twenty. That's what that's wow. that's, that's good the boys guys. in blue. Good guys. the boys in blue. Thirty yeah, to twenty. Already know. 30 yep. to 20. All right. And my question for you and Cone is, you you get to give the pregame speech before the game. What is the one thing that you are definitely mentioning to the team in the locker room? Cone, you go first. <laughs> I gave one in my closet this morning. That's how nice. important this week is. What I would say <laughs> is, uh, BG, what I would tell them is, the listen, that team across the tunnel mm. does not respect you. Okay? Mm. But more importantly, mm. they don't respect you because we don't deserve it. Wow. We haven't earned their respect. It's been too long, okay? And the only way that you can, one, get their respect back, but two, more importantly, make them fear you and make them never want to come to the big house again mm. is to go out there and beat them and manhandle them mm. and play physical, smart, disciplined football for 60 minutes plus until they take themselves back to Columbus on the bus and never want to come back. That's what I would tell them, BG. I know, man. Golly, home call. It was more. It was more vulgar in in the closet. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. BG, BG, what's something you? What's something you'd have to tell him? Uh, like he said, it's gonna be a physical game, so it's gonna start in the trenches. Hey, who gonna knock who off the ball? Who gonna make sure? Um, you know what I'm saying? They 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 let them know and 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 go out there and you know what I'm saying? Stop the run and, and get after that quarterback because, man, that's that's number one in any game. You got to make sure you stop the run. You can't have them running on you, and you got to be able to run on them boys and, you know, and, and keep it a physical game, you know, and let them know who the most physical team of this week. And so, like Cone said, we got to go out on their respect. We got to make sure that we, um, you know, go out there and carry out our game plan and, you know, trust ourselves, trust your teammates, because uh, trust is big in this moment. Because uh, some guys don't want to go out there and make a play uh, and try to do something extra. We don't need nothing extra. We need just you to do your job and yep. do the best that you can. And whatever role that is you do, to carry out your role the best way uh, and be the best teammate you can be on this day. 
Man, y'all got me fired. Ooh, there it is, we're man. ending it right there. Come on, man. Wow, I feel like I'm at the shelter right now, like with all M and M and Papa Doc and everybody. I'm loving Waving this. their arms. Hey, in the crowd. B- BG, brother, I appreciate it, my friend. I uh, anytime you know you want to hop on, you're always welcome. Oh yeah, you know that. I appreciate y'all having me as always. BG, I love you, man. Hey, uh, you if too, not man. now, never. Mm. Not if not now, now never. Real right here. Gotta go coming. get this one. It's coming. This is great, man. All right, y'all be good. Here we go. Man, they need to, they need to have y'all in the locker room for the game. You think that's gonna be better than what Harbaugh says? Yeah. What's Jim gonna say? Man, I, I, guys. He's like he's gonna be like guys. Fly us up there, guys. This moment came to me in a dream. <laughs> he's like I was galloping over the hills of the Himalayas. It's like Mr. Cheezle from, yeah. from <laughs> was it from Grandma's Boy? It's like I was a deer galloping on the thing, and then I became a snake. It's nah, like, what's this guy talking that about? Ain't gonna it. <laughs> Speaking, gonna, yeah, that ain't going to cut it. That ain't going to cut it. Where am I? Where am I? Who are y'all? Now or never. Speaking now, of now or never, David. let's punt or go right now. How about that? Let's punt or go. Let's, let's do, do it. it. You ready? I'm going to be quick with these. All right. Quick strike. Give me a second here. All right. First one up. Saturday will be Lincoln Riley's final game coaching at OU. Punt or go? Man, I'm going to say go. Look, I look. It, especially if they lose. Th- to me, this whole Scott Woodward, you see a new name popping up every day for the LSU job. And we talked about that the job had been offered to Lincoln Riley, substantial amount of money. Still believe that. Feel as good about that as I have. Now, does that mean he's accepted it yet? No, but I firmly believe, especially if Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma, you may be surprised by what you see happen in the next couple of days. Scott Woodward's going to buy a coach, fellas. He's going to buy one. Okay, this this isn't a, a settle for for you know <laughs> second best. Scott Woodward's got the bag, and he's going to go find him one. He's going to buy him one. That's what's going to happen. There so you go. go on that. All right, Florida State will end Florida's bowl hopes this Saturday. Go, go. Really? What the Florida players got to have to play for? They're waiting to see who the next coach is going to be or if they're going to get in the portal. For Florida State, mm. this is huge. You're catching Florida is about as down as you're going to catch them. And the way it started out this year for Florida State, you know you had the great story with Mackenzie Milton coming in against Notre Dame. You almost win that one, and then you lose to Jacksonville State, and it starts going off the cliff. Then you then you right the ship, get a, get a big win over Miami. Now you can beat Florida even though it's on the road. I'm going to go. Florida State's got something to play for. And on the flip side, Florida started 4-2. and two. I know. Mm. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. Yep. All right, so Billy Napier will be a good hire for Florida. Go. I think he will be. Now, he's not, you know, people say, well, he doesn't have any any Power 5 head coach experience. Look, this guy knows how to coach. Most importantly, he knows how to build a program, and he's not intimidated by these other guys. If you've watched Billy uh, Napier at all, you know he's not intimidated by anybody out there. He know he's been in the rooms with these guys, not as a head coach, but he knows the way this works. I think he'd be a good fit at Florida. I think he's a guy that gets guys fired up. I think he's a guy that that's innovative offensively. From you know, uh, and it's, it's not that everybody go empty and, and go spread all the time, but he does things formationally. He can make it fun. He's not afraid to take chances. He's not afraid to go for it on fourth down, Blaine, as you know, uh, after what they did to you against Arkansas State a couple weeks ago. But no, I do think it would be a good hire there'd be some Florida fans that aren't happy about it but give them two or three years I think they will be happy about it they need somebody down there that can build a program and isn't afraid yeah especially if Georgia State's not on the schedule they're good no for sure Dan Mullen's next job will be in college football punt I think his next job's in the league I think he goes and and, uh, becomes an offensive coordinator in the league. Where? Who knows? The Giants' job just opened. Mm. I mean, his boy Urban's down there in Jacksonville just kicking it with T-Law, Trevor Lawrence. Why not send him down there? 
Let him let him mold Trevor a little bit uh, into, into what he wants him to be. I, I really do believe that Dan Mullen wants to be in the NFL, and I think he will be in the NFL as an OC, not as a head coach right away. Gotcha. All right. Last one here. Jim Harbaugh has to beat Ohio State for this year to truly be a success. Now, this 10-2 and two stuff to be a true success. I'm going to flip it around on you, David Cohn. Punter, go. Harbaugh has to beat Ohio State for this year to be a success. Punter, go. I'm going for that. Everything you want goes through Ohio. Before you Look, look. if you don't beat Ohio, you can't win the division. Yep. If you don't win the division, you can't win the conference. If you don't win the conference, you can't make the playoff. And if you don't make the playoff, you can never win a national title. Why are we even here? Everything you want goes through Ohio. Go and get it. Send them back to Columbus and make them never want to cross the state line again. I love it. That's kind of your go-to line right there. Well, look, Cone doesn't want him back. <laughs> Cone doesn't want him so across the state line. Yeah, if he loses this game, um, what do you think happens? Anything? Yeah, we'll have to get into that next week. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I I would bet nothing. I no, but, yeah, I don't think I don't like, think they'd fire. It seems like they New Year's made Six it Bowl, clear. Maybe somewhere around there, something like that. Yeah. That was a good punter go. That was a good way for you to end it right there. Yeah. All right, Blaine, let's get to the Booster Club real quick. Then I want to drop these bets. All right, Dakota uh, Dakota Faulkner with a question. Hashtag Ask Jay Boys says rank your top. And Dakota always comes with a rank. What's your favorite seven on seven football? Is it a top team? ten? Am I have to name ten ten things? Well, it's top ten, but I'm gonna say top five. Top ten is too much. Okay. All right, rank your top five colleges in nation based on recruiting. Like talent around them, or just the best recruiting? Best recruiting. Teams? Best recruiting. <laughs> Bama. Georgia, I would say Ohio State. I would say it's it's the typical the the you know your your typical suspects A and M with the way that they're recruiting right now, uh, and then fifth, you know I mean Oklahoma's had a lot of success recruiting. I mean they, you know they never really struggle with it even though the, the state doesn't produce a ton of talent. So I'll say Oklahoma five. I mean your 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 typical suspects those th- those would be the five right now. What else, Wayne? Uh, we got a question here from Samuel Vasquez. What's up, Ooh. Samuel? Hashtag Ask Boy. We kind of hit Dan Mullen earlier. Let's hit it again. Where does Dan Mullen fit? The NFL is an option, of course. How about the openings that are available right now? Much love from the Albuquerque, New Mexico. Go Badgers. Oh, wow. Albuquerque. Breaking bad out there. I feel it. Uh, look, you know, we talked about the giant – the NFL, we know there's going to be mass openings. There always is at the end of the season. So it, there'll be more jobs. But you look at the Giants that I just mentioned uh, who just let Jason Garrett go. Uh, you look at uh, Jacksonville that I mentioned with Urban Meyer and that co- that connection there. There's no telling because all these guys know each other. Look, Dan Mullen has relationships with a bunch of coaches in the NFL. I would not be shocked, as I said, if you saw him as an OC in the NFL as early as next year. Would not be surprised at all. At all. Okay, I got a question here from Mike and them. Hashtag Ask Jay Boy, and he says, The Hogs offense hung right with Bama. Mm-hmm. If Ohio State, who has a better offense than Arkansas, and their defense is a little better than Arkansas, does, how does Alabama beat them? Well, look, and, and again, when I'm comparing Ohio State and Alabama and I look at this game, I don't see how either defense consistently stops the other offense. The question is, who either turns it over a couple times – and if, do those turnovers get taken back for a touchdown? Who gives up the big special teams play? And which one of C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young plays better? Mm-hmm. And now, now playing better, you could throw for 350 yards, three touchdowns, and lose this game and get outplayed by the other guy. Because I think, uh, you, to me, you'd see over 100 passes in this game. You'd see over 100 combined passes between each team in this game. 
Yeah. So, you know, it's tough to sit here and compare Arkansas to Bama and then Ohio State to Arkansas if they played Bama because Ohio State goes about it totally different than what Arkansas does offensively. Uh, Traylon Burks put on an absolute show, made himself a ton of money. I know that was a question yesterday. Uh, but when you're using the transitive property like that, it's tough. I'm just telling you, it, it would be a shootout in this Bama-Ohio State game. I don't see how it's not. And it's, it, and it's still shocking that we're talking about the second and third best teams in the country have first-year starting quarterbacks. Yep. You're seeing that more and more, the game's but you at. never yeah, used to see that, game's man. At. Young yep. guys like that leading their teams to this high of rankings. It shows you where it games, and I think it's a compliment to high school football. For I sure. Think it's, I think the high school football coaching has got a lot better, too, especially when you look in certain states. But 249, or 229 and 149 overall, changing the world, breading the middle class. Uh, we, got, uh, we got our fr- – uh, I keep thinking today's Friday for some reason. We got our Tuesday picks, two Mac games tonight. Here's what I got. First pick, give me NIU, TTP, over 27 and a half. Mm. I think they score at least 28. Rocky Lombardo, need you to come through for me, man. Y'all came through for me last week. You and Buffalo decided just to take it into overtime to hit the over. Really appreciate that. So give me the NIU total team points over 27 and a half. And then Ball State Buffalo. It's going to be freezing. First half under 30 and a half. Let's have a little fun, but not too much fun in the first half. Then whenever y'all do in the second half, I could care less. Just score 20. I actually score 30 or less, and I'll be happy with it. So NIU TTP over 27 and a half. Write that down with your pencil and your little handy-dandy notebook. And then Ball State, Buffalo, first half under, sneaking under the radar, 30 and a half. Lock them in. I love mm. it. I love it. Max and Max and Max and baby. You know what I'm going to take? I'm taking over. Yeah. I'm gonna take it over. I'm putting one out today. We'll see if see if feel it out how the week's gonna be. I'm taking the over in the first half. Um, it's going to be thirty and a half, I believe. Yes, over under went for down. NIU for NIU uh, Western Michigan. I'm gonna take the over under the first half at thirty and a half. I'm gonna take the, the over. over at thirty and a half. Okay. Okay. All right. So listen. Some you had some breaking news here for me, right? For yes. the NIU Western Michigan total game over is down to what? Fifty nine and a half. I did the math. I liked it all the way up to sixty one and a half. I, I took it. it earlier at sixty and a half. I'll take the extra point because that's mm-hmm. what we do here. Fifty nine and a half is what I'm gonna mark it down. Or did you already tweet it out? You want me to take it? As I I haven't tweeted half. it out. No, yeah. I haven't tweeted it out. All right, it I'm going to take it at 59 and a half, the NIU Western Michigan over. Give it to me. Let's lock it in. I love it. Loving the picks tonight. Make sure you guys check that out. Make sure you hit that subscribe button too as well. Turn those notifications on. Shout out to the Booster Club. Had some new members as well. I know a lot of people are traveling this week uh, for Thanksgiving. If you can check us out live from 3 to 4. Blaine, what's up? Yeah, speaking of new members, this is a name I have not seen in here. It's Will Hewitt. All right, and his hashtag AskCone. He said, you did it again. That speech yesterday about Michigan Moneyline has me believing, and you doubled down. Khaki pants might pull this thing off. Keep, keep it up, Kings All-Star Trio. You well, love listen, it. We're going to have the Shout keys to victory Will. tomorrow. Oh, but yeah. seriously, this is why college football is the greatest sport there is. Yes, this sir. is sure. why, okay? And we need teams like this and the Texases and the Southern Cows and the and Miamis and the Florida States to you know make college football stay great, right? And the yeah. Iron Bowl, y'all been holding up your end. <laughs> yeah, well, l- listen, I'm going to end it this way. According to David Cohn, like the losing streak to Ohio State for Michigan, we are going, going, gone. The J-Boy Show is produced by David Cohn. Associate producer, Blaine Crane. Audio engineer, Faison Sharif. Executive producers, Jake Crane, Vince Thompson, Steve Chamberlain, and David Cohn. Voiceover announcer, Mark Aston. Please subscribe to The Volume on YouTube, where you can catch us live weekdays at 3 p.m. Win the water cooler with The J-Boy Show. The volume. 
Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.